here today with my friend Shelly. Hi, Pamela. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. We are going to be talking today about one of my favorite cases. They're all my favorite. This is a case, his name is Lucky. That wasn't his real name, but that's what he went by. And when I first met him, it was one of the cases where I got a call from Jack, the famous attorney. And he asked me to go to the jail to meet with this new client of his and find out what the deal was. And so I get to jail. They bring this guy out to me. He was half Hispanic and half Native American. Oh. Really dark. And he had the thickest, most beautiful black hair. Mm -hmm. And it was long, like down to past the middle of his back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he wore it, not a braid, but... Like in a ponytail, but yeah. it would be ponytail all the mm -hmm. way down. Like as a woman, like when I put my hair in a ponytail, hair falls out. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I never saw him when his ponytail, when his hair wasn't like pulled perfect. back perfect. In some ways, he was really well put together. He had an amazing body. Muscles on top of muscles. Yeah. Tattoos all over. And so I first meet him, and he was about the angriest person, the most miserable tormented soul I think I've ever ever met were you scared and I was a little scared of him at first because he was so angry and he was in for he was facing state charges on possession of stolen property and I'm sure they were trying to pin the actual theft but they thought that he had the possession of it at least and that's why you're there is to talk to him about this theft yeah to okay. find out the details of this case of, okay of this so i said hey i'm pamela i'm your investigator i always start out like how'd you get here what happened because then they'll fill in so many the spaces so i sure. can figure out because yeah. i have the police reports but i don't know their version of it their side of it and so tell me one thing really quick how yeah. do you keep track of this information if you have the police reports do you have a notebook or how do you record what do you do Right. In jail. When I go to jail, I usually don't have a computer with me at jail because you've got to get special permission. Okay. So most of the time I don't go through that hassle. I'll just take a notebook and a pen. Gotcha. Okay. And if I have the police reports, I'll take those too. Okay. A lot of times with Jack, I didn't. Yeah. It would be a game almost. He'd just send me to jail, go see these three new cases, and... I wouldn't know what their charge was. And, and then you just have to... <laughs> I just have to kind of... I just say, how'd You're you like, get well, here? Wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to say, what are you in for? Because that would make them not trust us. Right. Because uh -huh. how do I not know I'm sure. on their team? Yeah. So I'd say, how'd you get here? And then they'd start talking and I'd start... It, it was turned into kind of a game for me to see how quickly I could... Put the pieces together. Put the pieces together uh, gotcha. to know what they were charged Gotcha. With. Okay. So they bring him to me and he's pacing. Not sitting down. He's like pacing. He's so upset, like a caged animal. And then I find out it's possession of stolen property. How'd you get here? And he said, look, I didn't do this. This, I didn't steal anything. I collect gold coins. These were my coins. I can't believe I'm in this spot again. I can't believe I'm in this position that I am in trouble. I have been in and out of prison my whole life. He said, I'm so upset. I just want to kill myself. If I had a gun, I'd shoot myself in the head right now. Wow. And I... And you're like, I'm so glad you don't. Yes. So yes. glad you don't. Yeah. And I had just gone through a lot of stuff for me personally and started meditating mm -hmm. and doing some power moves and things. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I know I need to talk about this case, but I want to save this guy's life 
right. first. Right. So I started talking to him about meditating and starting your day focused on your meditation with gratitude and right. See if you can get the anger out, yeah, so that you can figure so out you can the case. Move ahead, sure. And wow, after you meditate, then actually do a power move, move your body. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because he was open to all of it. Like was he, he was like, he didn't hey, look at you like you're cuckoo cray cray. I wondered if he did. Yeah, <laughs> I wondered if he would. Yeah, because seriously. here's a thug that's been in and out of prison, right. state prison, federal prison, his entire life. Right, and he's like. And he was a I'm sponge. At the end. Like, mm-hmm. please, please give me information. I will do it. And I wow. thought, mm, I hope he does. We'll yeah. see. So we go through his case, and he said, "Hey, that is still this stuff. I collect coins. I bought them from this company. You can even go there and talk to the guy who told me the name of the guy to talk to." Mm-hmm. He said, "There might be a receipt in with the coins." And I said, "Well, there's not with the evidence. They didn't. If there was, the police left left yeah. the." receipt out right but uh-huh. I was like we'll figure that out let me look through the evidence see if it matches what you're saying what kind of argument we have and he said I may also be facing federal charges because I was using again he had a serious drug problem oh. and he's like I was using again compounds and I got busted everything. so it compounds everything they were talking about possibly charging him federally for the drugs that's way way more serious State prison is serious enough. Federal right. prison is, is it, it's another level. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, wow. so I was like, okay, let me, let's start with the state stuff. Let's deal with this first. And that's what the government was doing also. We were focused on the state. So I start looking into things. I come back the next week and he walks in. I am not kidding you. He looked like a different person. Wow. Like, I recognize the muscles sure. and the body. But and the his, hair. The hair. hair. I, I, I recognize the hair. And I said, hey, how are you doing, Lucky? He said, I am doing so well. Are really? You? I was like, are you kidding me? What? What's going what on? Changed? He said, I started, I do that meditation stuff every day. He said, I wake up at five before anyone else. So I wouldn't just get up and meditate. I started writing it down. I, said, I would write down all the things I'm grateful for. And, wow. And he said, and then I don't want to just write it down. And the second part of it is I'd tell him to focus on the traits and the attributes you want to have. Sure. And as if you already have them. Right. So like that you are free of drugs, that you are, for in his case, stuff sure. like things that you want. That ties to him. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he said, I would write all of that down. And I would, he said, like, I write pages. Like I have like a couple pages of what I'm grateful for. Okay. Stop right there for a sec. Um I didn't know that uh, if you're in jail that you could have a notebook and pencils and all of that pencils. stuff. Pencils. Pencils. But no you can pens. have those in in your cell with you. If you're not in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then was he worried that anybody would take his stuff? Because you hear about that all the time, too. Uh, what I've learned about, like, because he was so Big. muscly and tough and he'd been... He kind of had a different He aura. had a status. Gotcha. He had status. Okay. So they no really one was going to touch his They stuff. didn't mess with him. But interesting that you'd ask that because one day, it was like another week I came back and in regards to this, he said, he's like, hey, you won't believe what happened. And I said, what? And he goes, you know, I write all my gratitude. I write all that stuff down. And I don't just write it, but I actually will get tape and I take and I tape it on the wall of myself so sure. I can look at it. Okay. And, and like a said, mantra almost ex- yeah exactly cool. and he said i was down like in the common area because the jail is like a three-tiered thing okay and what he had said is one of his thoughts when you first came to see me i was in such a bad way and i didn't have a gun i had thoughts of just diving off that 
third tier. Oh, just holy head. Hannah! I was that, that's what I thought. Like, oh my gosh! But what if he's not lucky and he lives through that? Right, that would be terrible. True. And he said, "There are guys that do it in there." And I was oh, thinking, "Oh my that, gosh! That's, oh, it's tragic. Yeah, that's terrible. really tragic. That's terrible." So he said, "I'm down like in the common area, which mm-hmm. is at the bottom of those three tiers for each pod," mm-hmm. and. He said, I was reading the newspaper and just hanging out, talking with guys, and I hear this guard yelling, hey, who's in 32B? That, and he's like, that's my cell. Then the guard's just yelling, 32B, get up here. And so I went up there, and I was like, man, I wonder what's going to happen, it, what, what's, what's going on. And, and he takes out his baton. The guard? Yeah, the guard takes out his baton, and he's tapping that papers on his papers wall. On his wall. And he Why? says... Who's, who's are these? Who, who did this? And Lucky said, I did. And he's like, you know, you're not supposed to have tape. He's like, I, I know. And he's like, you're not supposed to tape any. You, you didn't get permission to tape this on your wall. He's like, I know, I know. I, I should have. And he's like, do you really believe all this stuff? Because remember, he talks about the second part of it is who you're going to be those traits right. that you want to be, that you're better than this, uh-huh. that you have a better life, and to actually see yourself being better. Uh-huh. And the guard, he said, do you really believe this? You think you're better than all these guys in here? And Lucky said, I just looked him straight in the eye, and I said, yeah, I do. And the guard said, good for you, man. You're kidding. No. he's like, good for you, man, keep it up. Yeah, that he owned it. Yeah, like that took a lot of courage for a man like that to own it. Exactly. Wow. And Lucky had big tears in his eyes telling me this. Oh my gosh. And he was like, that was like the coolest moment. I've never experienced anything like that. That guard, and he's like, that guard is so cool with me now. Like he smiles every time I see him. Yeah. So I had this interest. I was so excited for him. I was even more involved. I really wanted to help him. Right. So. So go back to. Then go back to the second time, and he started doing this, and his attitude and his whole aura is different. Oh, it what was happened so from different. Because I said, you know, what's different? Yeah. Like, what did you do? And he's like, I'm doing this stuff. And he's like, I do the power moves. And I was like, really? And I'm not kidding. His muscles were so massive. Because uh-huh. no matter what he did, even if he was inside, outside, like on the streets, what? no matter what, he never missed a workout. Gotcha. That was one area of his life that he that was he completely focused. disciplined, mm-hmm. and he had big muscles he right. was a tough guy yeah his power move he stood up and like flexed his arms curled both of his arms and the muscles were just like shaking just big bulgy oh muscles my gosh. and he was like ah like i oh like, I love it, it was so cool yeah he's like i just i do that every morning after i meditate this is gonna change my life he was so excited i was so excited for him i'm digging into his case I'm interviewing people, and I'm finding that I really don't think that he stole, stole the these stuff. coins. Right. So what was the path that you went? How did you come to that conclusion? I interviewed his baby mama, is what they gotcha. call it sure. in that culture. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. <laughs> she, was, she was the baby mama. Okay. Because she lived in the house that the feds raided. She said, oh, he collected coins. He had some guns that he collected. He shouldn't have had any guns. True. Another True. issue because yeah. he was a felon. Sure. Said, Did he suddenly come home with all the coins? No. He, hey, I bought this coin. I bought these coins today. He had collected them over the years. And he was open and sharing with her. So she had yeah. a yeah. memory of it. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. exactly. She's okay. like, yeah, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like his savings account. So sure. I tell his lawyer, Jack, hey, I think we're okay on this. And 
time passes, I keep checking in with Lucky, and I told him, I'm not sure Lucky's the right name for you if you've been in and out of prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You should be unlucky. Yeah. But. <laughs> so we, the prelim comes up, and the preliminary hearing is when the state presents their evidence to okay. show that there's enough for evidence case. for a case to, okay. for this to go to trial. To co- okay, gotcha. And the bar for that is like almost kind of non-existent. It's so okay. low. But in this case, I'm thinking, hey, we have a chance here. Right. And I said to Jack as we're walking to court, I really don't think like he did this. I think we're going to be okay. And he's like, well, we still got the federal charges. And I said, right. And I haven't looked into that yet because they hadn't charged anything. Right. And until they charge, there's not anything for me to look at. I can talk to Lucky, but I don't know what they have. Right. So you have to take it one step, one little section at a time. Right. We don't have the federal thing to look at yet. So the state stuff, I think we're we're going to be okay. And Jack says, we're going to waive prelim today. And I said, we are? Why? Why are we waiving? And usually you waive prelim if we know the case is so strong. Right. And we're just going to plead this thing out later. Right. There's no reason. You see people waiving prelim a lot in cases where... It's like such a highly publicized case, sure. and the defendant doesn't want the facts to come out in the news. Oh. Because a lot of information will come out in that hearing oh, that okay. only we know gotcha. that are working on the case. And once it goes to court, then it's, it's all public. It's public. I and did the reporters not know will that. be there. So a lot of times we will waive that. Okay. Or sometimes a similar piece of that is when someone is arraigned, when they're first charged sure. and they're pleading guilty or not guilty. The defense lawyers, they'll waive the reading of the charges because... Then it becomes public. It, and then it's all out there. Like, the charges oh. will be there, but it will be... It's, like, more detail. So we'll, like, oh, we'll waive this. We don't need to hear this. <laughs> we don't need to... We already We know. already have those in my notebook. <laughs> we know it. Yeah, gotcha. I have them okay. in my notebook. We now, I have it. one other visual. As you're walking in with Jack... Mm-hmm. Um, where do you sit? Do you sit at the table with him? Yes. Are you back in the back? Like you're, I, you're right I up sit, at the table. I sit at the table with him between him and his client because oh. he doesn't want to be bothered with his clients. <laughs> it's, it's you're it's, kind of the bridge between. I'm them. the bridge between gotcha. them. Okay. It may seem kind of cold, but there's actually logic to it. Sure. Clients are really emotional about their case, mm-hmm. and they will think every single detail that they've ever happened in their life should be brought out in this and that isn't always the case so i'm the filter sure so they'll tell me things if i think yep that's important then you then i'll pass it on to jack gotcha my first case working for jack at trial we are prepping for trial and he says now listen don't bother me don't waste my time in trial saying hey i think that or maybe you should i don't have time to hear that right so he wants facts. He needs facts, and he needs it, like, Fast. absolutely cut, all the fat cut off yeah. of it. Just the very, very fact that we need. Yes. That was horrifying to me. As a woman, uh-huh. I'm a talker. Yeah, we want to tell I, the whole story. We want to, yeah. like, oh, you, you yes. don't want to miss this detail. Yes. This. And so it, yeah. it's a hard thing for me to adapt to. That's essentially my job at trial and in any court hearing, to filter whatever they're uh-huh. saying. Truly, most of it does not make it to Jack. Right. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Right. So, and then if it does, often, it, it's rare that I'll actually speak with Jack in court. It's it, a note. Pass? It's usually a note. Gotcha. Okay, it, cool. So. It's a great um, visual. Okay. Yeah, so I'm like, back to the preliminary. Yeah, so I'm like, lucky. why Why are we waving? He said, oh, we got these federal charges he's going to be facing, so we may as well just plead this out. And I'm thinking, 
I don't like this. Yeah. We could beat that. I don't think he did this. Yeah. Why would we wave? Right. Because that puts, sets it up for us to be in a weaker position later, possibly. Gotcha. So we get into court. When we walk in the courtroom, it's just the prosecutor sitting there. I don't see a victim because the guy that had his coin stolen should be at this hearing. Oh, right? okay. So there was a victim. He didn't break into a store. He it was a, apparently stole it from a person. A home. Someone's a home, home was stolen. Gotcha. It was a home invasion. They had a safe in their home, and someone broke into that safe. So we get into the courtroom, and Jack tells the prosecutor, oh, we're going to wave today. And I think the prosecutor had been clued in already because they didn't have that person, the alleged victim, and they didn't have detectives there. Whoever's part of the, There was no one there. It was just the prosecutor sitting there. So when we have a hearing, they bring all of the defendants that are in jail, they bring them all to a holding cell. Right. Just to the side of the courtroom. And they just step up? Uh-huh. Okay. So, but they're in the, this holding I've cell behind the door. <laughs> it's, it's interesting in there. Okay. That's a rough, rough environment. So yeah. we asked the bailiff, we need to talk to our client. So he put us in this private room. So the holding cell is just a bunch of men, like all shackled and chained. Sure. And sometimes they'll chain them together. Sure. Lucky was separate from all of them and they put us in a private little room. And it's just cold. It looks just like the jails. Okay. So it's, and jails are just a cold, cold environment with cement floors, steel walls. If there's a chair, often it's a steel. Sure. Cemented in just yeah. like a. Can't be used as a weapon. Right. Nobody Nothing can, can get be hurt. Roofed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That so, makes sense. So Lucky's sitting down and he is shackled and chained and handcuffed. So they put shackles on their legs so they can't run away. They sure. can't make an escape, but they can walk. They take baby steps. Sure. That's, they only give kind them enough. Shuffle. Yep. Mm-hmm. To just be able to do a little shuffle. And they handcuff their hands so to that. So their hands, like any time a defendant has to sign something, it's really difficult because the shackles and handcuffs are always set up so they can barely lift them okay. up above their waist. Okay. So that, no, they couldn't punch, they can't do anything. Sure, yeah. Okay. So they're pretty immobilized. So Lucky is handcuffed, and Jack goes in there and starts telling Lucky, here's what's going to happen today. And Jack's standing up, I'm standing up, we're dressed in our court clothes and Lucky's in his jail outfit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> jail uniform. Jumpsuit or whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he's shackled sitting down. So we're standing up. So there's a difference here. And Jack says, hey, I waved the prelim today. And I already know Lucky's not going to be happy about this. Right. I've been meeting with Lucky almost every week. Right. Preparing. And he's absolutely right. I couldn't find the receipt. But I spoke with the guy that's at the coin company, Uh and he said, yeah, he would come in here all the time, and I can identify which coins he bought from us. Yeah. So, no brainer. We we fight this thing. Yeah, Yeah. let's go. But Jack wasn't listening to me about that. He's like, hey, look. If I'd have been lucky, I would not have been happy. He was so not happy. Yeah. Yeah, Lucky was so pissed. He's like, what? You waved the prelim? Why did you wave it? Who did they have here? And Jack goes, well... He's like stuttering, and Lucky says, well, is the guy here that had the stuff stolen from his house? And Jack's like, well, no, he's not here. Well, is the detective here? I want to hear what the... Lucky, see, when people are innocent, they want to hear. They want they the, want to the know information. They want, exactly. Yeah. And Lucky's like, I want to hear what they have to say. How did they... Where did they get this that they connected me? That it was me. me, yeah. And Jack's like, look, you don't understand... You're going to be facing federal charges. And so we're just going to plead out of this and deal with the federal stuff. And Lucky 
was so pissed off. He's like, I paid you $15,000 to do this and you just waived this without even talking to me? And then he started swearing. Like a you, sailor. Oh, like oh, a sailor. And then Jack started swearing. And I know for a fact, if Lucky hadn't been shackled and handcuffed, this would have been a physical fight, yeah. not a verbal fight. No. And I don't know what happened first, if Jack withdrew from the case first or if Lucky fired him first. But it all happened so fast that Holy Lucky was like, cow. you're not my lawyer anymore. If you didn't even, you're yeah, you yeah. Did, you're not even doing anything for me. So, and, so stop right there. Or is it common? For the attorney, for Jack to make that kind of decision without talking to the person he's representing, is that a common thing? Is it that... shouldn't be. Okay, it's but a it very does good question. Because that doesn't really, feel right for it, Lucky. He should have a say in the he matter. He should absolutely have a say, and he paid I mean, fifteen thousand dollars for well, this. Well, even attorney. without the money, um, Jack is my voice. Yes, I can't speak. Right. Exactly. Okay. You are literally. Yeah, I can't Very speak. good point. You yeah. literally cannot say a word in yeah. court unless so the judge asks you. So he's my voice, and if yep. he's not representing me, if he's and he doesn't wow. even ask you, hey, no. I'm thinking about waving this. What do you what think? What do you think? How do you right. feel about this? Right. And then when Lucky found out what that guy wasn't even here, like they had no this is one, like and false we waved. Al- yeah, like, false why al- would you allegations. wave? Yeah. 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 And why would you wave when they don't even have anything? We are going to win this. I didn't do this. Yeah. It was so tense and so awful between those two. Uh-huh. And were you I, like a fly on the wall? Like I back- was backed up. This is going down. Yeah. I'm. I'm in this the This is corner. a very small room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a small person. <laughs> I could be snapped in half I, like a twig. Yes. And I'm this not sure who would do it. not going to go well for yeah. me. Like on either side. Right. Yeah. Holy cow. So Jack withdrew from the case or got fired. I don't know. Whichever. And I was still feeling bad for Lucky. I really, that didn't seem right to me. So I promised him, hey, I will help you find a lawyer for the federal stuff. So now because he washed on the preliminary, he can't go back and say erase, erase. I want to plead this. He actually did. He was able to. Because, okay, so he, after that, he asked Jack for his 15,000 back and said, hey, I want my money back. You're not going to represent me. And Jack wrote back to him and said, now, mind you, Lucky's in jail. So this takes a a bit of a process. Sure. You can't email. You can't, like, it's Uh not like you can just pick up a call and talk to him. Yeah. Uh So he writes a letter, says, hey, I want my retainer back. I need my money back. And Jack says, Oh, you can't have your money back because I spent it all preparing for your prelim. But there was no prelim. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> and he, yeah, there was none. And what? What did he do to prepare for it? Work in the He wasn't it? listening to what no. I was saying. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, so Lucky my, oh, was my. so so pissed Holy off about Hannah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So Lucky filed a complaint with the bar association. Said, "I want my money back." And because now he was out of money. He had nothing left. That was all his savings. Sure. And the police still had his coins. Can't sell them. Mm-hmm. They're evidence in the case that's pending. Mm-hmm. So Lucky ended up with the public defender. I never did talk to that public defender, but what I know is they did get it reversed, got a prelim, and the case was dismissed. Yay. For free. Yeah. Yay. That was really cool. Yeah, the victim usually shows up at that, but he wasn't there. Well, what I learned is the main reason he wasn't there is he saw the coins that the police had seized from Lucky's home, Mm -hmm. and he said, those are not mine. 
Oh, you're no. kidding. No, those are not my coins. So then why wasn't the case immediately filed? It should have been dismissed immediately. Lucky filed a complaint with the Bar Association. Yeah. You can't blame him. I don't blame him I at all. I'm not saying anything about Jack, because I don't know Jack, but I would, if I was <laughs> You lucky, don't know Jack. Uh-uh. I, I don't know Jack. <laughs> hey. Hey, wait a minute. I, wait, wait. Back that up. I think I do. Too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do too. But yeah, but that's not fair to Lucky. That's not fair. So, and I felt the exact same way. A few weeks later, I get an email from Jack telling me that there's been a bar complaint filed against him in Lucky's case. And he says, can you believe that Lucky had the nerve to file a bar complaint against me? And he asked for that $15,000 back. So are you going, mom here? Like, you're taking the fifth? (laughs) I would love to. I would love to. But then Jack says... I need you to write a letter to the Bar Association and explain to them what happened. And defend me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I said, okay. Oh, my gosh. I wrote that letter so, so carefully because I wanted to tell the truth. But I also knew there was a very good chance that Jack would see this letter because he's close enough to those guys sure. that I don't know the process in that. No, right. I don't know if they automatically share everything. Could so, you have said, I prefer not to, or would you have lost your job? I would have lost my job, okay. for sure. Yeah, okay. For sure. So he kind of had you between a rock and a oh, hard he, place. Absolutely. Not nice. No, no. I don't know that I like Jack right now. Yeah, I, it, this was, this this was a hard, one. really mm-hmm. hard day for me. Yeah, and, and Lucky, seriously, is innocent in this whole thing because he, he did not want to plead out, and he did not want to do this. Right. And he has a right, even as an inmate, to take this above and get try to get his money back and yep. contact the bar. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I write a letter and I explain how tense it got in that room mm-hmm. and how I don't know what happened first, if Lucky fired him first or if Jack withdrew, withdrew first. Mm-hmm. But they were fighting over Lucky did not want to waive his prelim. Right. And Jack had waived it without asking him, and Lucky was very, very upset by that, and so he fired him. What happened? So you stayed ugly. really tight to the facts. Really tight to the facts. So I before left- you put that kind of a letter in, do you have an attorney that you have look at it that's not Jack, so that you don't get caught up in a mess? I actually also? do. Yeah. Good. I did because Jack has a lot of power and status. And I really wanted to do the right thing. But if you it's, stay in the facts, then you've represented Lucky and what he told yep. you. And then you were able to represent what happened in the room. And then yep. it was like, that yep. makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So I was really hopeful that that would carry the day. The Bar Association found that Jack was fine. No, no issues. Jack did not have to give one penny back. Hmm. $15,000, even if he charges 300 an hour... That's a lot of time. but And I don't mean this disrespectful to anyone, but most high-power attorneys, $15,000 to them is probably like $150 to me. And so when you look at Lucky, who's in prison, and he's given all of his it's savings, his, that's his whole life's money. Yep. So $15,000 is makes or breaks him, where a high-powered attorney is a couple right. hours work. Not that they don't deserve that for their job, but well, it should it's, be it's, it's more it's than relative. a couple hours work cuz okay. at 300 an hour we're talking like a week's work. Right. If, if, at least, okay. At least 
Do I believe that he put a week in? I don't. Right. To, to be totally honest with you, I don't. He, he maybe put an hour in. Right. Right. And I see this a lot in the right. defense world. They get these big retainers, and then they plead the case out, and it doesn't always work out for the best for right. the defendant. And that's right. part of why I'm doing the podcast. I want people to know how the system really sure. works. Yeah. Jack is, is a reputable guy. Right. So it's happening among all of them. Sure. And that's a problem. So then Lucky's facing federal charges. So the feds went through with it. Feds went through with it. They charged him. With the drugs. With the drugs. And to support Lucky's drug habit, drugs are expensive. There's no way you can continue in that world. Eventually you're going to be selling. Sure. Because you can't afford it. Right. So Lucky got caught selling an ounce of meth, I think it was, to an undercover agent. Okay. And they had him recorded... So this is a completely different scenario for him rather than the yeah. coins. Oh, the coins, coins are gone. No, but I mean yeah. the coins you could follow the story and see that he was innocent. If yes. he's caught selling an yeah. ounce then, and they have then it recorded, we're in trouble. then he's in trouble. Right. Yeah. And for Jack's logic, we'll just plead out of the state case and then work on the big stuff. I disagree with it. Yeah. I do. Because we needed to knock that out first. Then, then deal with the that, next then the next step, and that was big stuff. It was sure no, it, and, it absolutely was. And because Lucky'd been in prison before, he was looking at a third strike rule, and the third strike means if life? he's convicted, life. Oh my gosh! And now you understand why Lucky was ready to shoot himself. Yeah. So when he got the first one excused from the courts, did he ever go home in between, and then the feds? arrested him again or was he in jail through he was in jail through the whole thing okay they did not let him out okay they had a federal hold on him the feds will put a hold um and there i have some funny stories about a couple federal holds i'll tell you in other cases a federal hold's very serious sure and they do not let them out um i helped him find a lawyer and remember he didn't have any money right one of the federal defenders is a Good friend of mine, and I really like him. Mm-hmm. So I got him on the case to help Lucky. What I love about that lawyer is he lets me run it, my right. investigation, mm-hmm. the way I want it. I, and Jack is the same way. Mm-hmm. Jack would let me just sure. run things because mm-hmm. I had worked with Jack for so long. He knew your we style. Had, he yeah. knew my style. We mm-hmm. worked well together. He knew that I was going to look under every rock that mm-hmm. there was to look under. And it was the same relationship with this. The, this other attorney. Is the federal defense the guy that you knew representing Lucky? Yep, now he's representing Lucky on the federal stuff. Had Lucky not fired Jack, would Jack represented him for both? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. That's why Lucky was willing to pay $15,000 because he thought it would cover both. Both, gotcha. Both things. But they got zero back. Gotcha. And I'm not suggesting that Jack shouldn't have kept some money. He oh, should yeah. have. Yeah. He because, should have. Yeah, there was some But work. he should have given some money back. Right. In it my didn't opinion. Continue. Yeah. Right. We're dealing with the federal stuff. And he's in a bad spot. I've listened to the recording now. And Lucky's in a bad Lucky's spot. Lucky's in a bad spot okay. because he did sell to an undercover agent. They thought it was his third strike, but I went back through. Lucky was telling me, like, no, 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 no. This second charge was not a dealing charge, it was possession. And they actually wrote it down wrong on the record, which is a very minor thing in the system to a guy. it's a huge thing. It's life or not life to him. Right. So thankfully I was able to get that corrected. Oh, good. And so now we're just looking at his second strike. And I'm telling him, if I get you out of this, if we can pull this off, you have you serve a little time, you got to stop. Right. We worked through it and we worked out a deal. And here's what's interesting. 
with the feds. Everyone says they don't cooperate. No one snitches. Everyone snitches. What happened is recently they've reversed, but it used to be minimum mandatory sentences. I can't remember if it was Clinton that put them in, but they remained in through Bush. There are cases, one of my favorite federal judges retired from the bench because of it. Because with minimum mandatory sentences, you can have a very minor charge. With drugs? With drugs. Uh Like uh there was a case in Utah where a guy was selling a baggie of marijuana. Mm -hmm. And with the minimum mandatory sentences, he had to be sentenced to 50 years. Yes. This was his first charge. Yes. The judge on that case was, I consider a friend. I totally respect him. Sure. He begged President Bush Please yeah. give me the option to be, actually be a judge. Right. You guys appoint us to be judges, and yeah. then these federal mandates lock us in. Yeah, it's like we're not really here. Well, the drug dealers, not excusing their behavior, no. sometimes serve 50 years when a child molester serves 30 days. Right. So, where's our priority? Yeah. And I'm not saying drugs are a good thing. No, no, they're not. But there's got to be something. We, to be we've got to do something different. Yeah. And thankfully, President Trump actually signed it to finally get rid of the minimum mandatory sentence. In Lucky's case, he had information about one of the big drug dealers from Mexico. Like, this guy was so big. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the top two gotcha. bringing drugs into America. Okay. And Lucky had information that could help them. I mean, bank account numbers they would use, mm-hmm. tr- how they'd transport. He had all this information. Isn't this really scary for him to share with a federal defense attorney because he could end up dead? Exactly. It is really scary. Right. And so as part of the process, so the feds will do what they call a queen for a day letter. Okay. And if they give you a queen for a day in that letter, you can confess to everything. They cannot charge you. You can say, oh, I've done like that. I know I this person. This I, this I know this, 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 I did this, 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 and I committed all these crimes. They can't come after you. Then, like, after that day is over, they, it's then like it didn't happen. Anything that pops out of your mouth, you're yep. in trouble for Yes. Wow. Yeah. And they call it queen for a day. They call it queen for a day. So knowing what information Lucky had, because I'd been working with him and had gained his trust, I said, look, the only way we can get you a minimum sentence is if you cooperate. Let's do a queen for a day letter with the feds. Let them know what you have and then get a good deal for you. Otherwise, it was minimum 10 years. Wow. And literally for selling one ounce yeah. because of his prior. Sure. And he was so excited because he was doing his meditation every day and taking care of He was like, I'm going to be on a better path. Mm-hmm. So we did queen for a day. The feds agreed. There's some big information here. Let's, yeah, this okay. is worth trading something for. When we have this meeting and to do the meeting it's like super secret it's secret where i'm going it's secret where he's going it's me his attorney and the dea agents and And a prosecutor and then lucky and u.s attorney yeah and lucky gotcha but here's the part that they did that was horrible the feds would show up to pull him out of jail and they didn't cuff him you know how i just did the whole thing about cuffing and check yeah they just took him and what do you, <gasps> that tells... Then, then you're like, well, he must be siding with him. He He's must giving not information. Be, he must not be going to court. Where's he going? Yeah. Yeah. And... Because my whole life in prison is noticing everything else because I don't have anything else to do you, with my time. You have nothing else to do. So exactly. why does he have blue shoes and I have to wear black? Right. Or why you does he... notice every single yeah. thing. And yep. now he's walking out not handcuffed? Yep. 
So oh, we're in this, we, no. we just start the meeting and Lucky's like, hey, uh, can I ahead. talk to my investigator a minute? And he's like, hey, Pam, I have a problem. They're going to kill me. And I said, what are you talking about? And he's like, look, they're going to get me killed. They just took me out without handcuffing me. Out of the jail, everyone's going to know. And he's like, look, I've never snitched before. I've never done this. And I know, like, I was one of those guys watching. Everyone's watching. <laughs> Absolutely. That, they are going to get me killed. So I grabbed the attorney and I said, look, we got a problem. They've got to do something. We go back in and the lawyer tells the agents like, hey, you guys, you pulled him out without you handcuffing really? him. And they're like, yeah. oh, and they know better. Of course they, they totally do. know. They, and they don't care. They just want the information like, hey, or what? Look. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, hey, man. look, seriously, we'll just walk away from this. Yeah. yeah. We do not have to do this. Mm-hmm. So we gave them bank routing numbers, bank account numbers. So they knew exactly who this guy was. And this was the number two guy in Tijuana. Right. When this was a few years back, there were so many drugs coming, coming up from Tijuana. And this was a big, big honcho guy and right. that stuff. We work out the deal. I'm following up and we get a deal for Lucky. So he has to serve a year. But did he have to go back to the prison? Yep, scary stuff. So yeah. I checked, followed through, made sure he was okay. He was. He was okay at that point. For then we did like we did more of these Queen meetings. Four Day meetings. Okay. I can't oh, tell so you, you can where have we, more than one. You have a new agreement each time. Okay. Then we did another one, and this one was in. I can't tell you where it was. Yeah. But they moved mountains to make this happen, and there was a U.S. attorney, two U.S. attorneys that flew in from San Diego because, of course, they want to know sure, who's coming over my, from there. Yeah. And DEA from San Diego. Wow. We were signing in, like the security to get into where we were going was tight. I'd never experienced experienced that level of Mm -hmm. security and seriousness to what a client was telling. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, they took the information and made a whole bunch of arrests. And my big concern was lucky staying safe. Sure. We moved him around, did some things, and we kept him safe. And he served his time and got out. And he called me a couple times after that. He was clean for about nine months. And he was doing his meditation. And this is going to change my life. I've never felt so good. And things are going so well. And I lost touch with him. I would call and leave messages and text. And he never called back. And because he didn't call back, I knew. Something was up. I knew he was using. Right. And I was heartbroken about it. Yeah. And then I got a call from his federal defender. The one that's your friend? Yeah, my friend. And this was a year and a half after we got him out. He called and said, hey, did you see the news? No, no. What? Oh, no. And thankfully he wasn't involved in a drug deal, but he was driving his motorcycle too fast and crashed. And And it killed him. Killed him. Oh, after all of that. After all that, yeah. Yeah, oh, but man, lucky. and left his baby mama and the baby and yeah. Oh, but he made the world a better place, right? By, by sharing the by information, sharing the information, and I'm thankful that he didn't get killed in prison. Yes, because that would have haunted the, it your whole, have, you and oh, the whole team. Because it would have, yeah. because I yeah. got him to cooperate. So yeah. I really, I loved Lucky. Mm-hmm. So he really mm-hmm. had a, a great soul. He was such a cool guy, and he wanted so desperately to live well. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. And it is. Yeah. But that's how I hate drugs. Yeah. Because they they destroy lives. Sure. They just take yeah. souls and 
destroy the life of that person and break so many hearts of the people that yeah, love them. Yeah, it's like throwing a rock in the water. The ripples go on it, and on. They do. They really do. They for, do. For, yeah, a long time. Yeah. Wow. So that's heartbreaking. That is lucky. There's good things. There, there is. Are some good yeah. things about uh-huh. him. I love yeah. him, but the tragic, tragic Tragic end. ending. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Pamela Private Eye.